Today's gospel reading is from Luke chapter 23, verses 32 through 34. Two others also, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing, and they cast lots to divide his clothing. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. Thanks be to God. Good morning, church. We are starting a new sermon series today, looking at Jesus' words from the cross, based on the book, um, Final Words from the Cross, uh, Adam Hamilton read, uh, wrote. Wild last words. I've been thinking uh, how we should, as a church, prepare ourselves for Easter. And I thought that um, the perfect way of doing it is to look at Jesus' last words and find out what each word reveals to us. And some pastor says, Jesus' last seven words is like seven diamonds on the necklace. It's perfect in color, clarity, and cut, but very in character. So it means that his last words are significant for us to consider and also to treasure because they have a power to transform our lives. I hope uh, you can discover life lessons and hope through this sermon series. So let's discover what word Jesus spoke from the cross. So Jesus spoke several words from the cross, but they are located in different gospels. So here's the seven words. Uh, and can you pass another? Yeah, thank you. As you see the table, in the table, all four gospels share different statements that Jesus made while hanging on a cross, except the gospel Matthew and Mark. Many scholars believe that the gospel Mark was the first gospel was written among the four gospels. And scholars believe that the, gospel, uh, the writer of Matthew simply copied the last word uh, that was recorded in the Gospel of Mark. And the other two uh, Gospels, like Luke and John, you see that they have you know, different statements. So it seems like these two writers, may, looks like they did some more research about what happened during those times when Jesus was hung on a cross and then they uh, collected more um, the statements from according to the witnesses. And the scholars arranged the seven last words of Jesus in chronological order. So this is the list. So during the Lent, we will consider all seven words that Jesus spoke from the cross because they are express something different. In the first group of three, next slide please. In the first group of three, three, Jesus expressed his concern for those surrounding the cross. 
Roman soldiers, the crowds, and the uh, criminal who was hung on the cross right next to Jesus and his mother and his disciples. And in the last group of three, Jesus expressed his determination to accomplish his purpose. And in the middle, Jesus expressed his agony as he cried out in despair, my God, my God, why you have forsaken me? And today we will consider his first expression, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for your final words that have power to transform our lives. As we study each word of you from the cross, by the power of your grace, our hearts are open and our minds are focused and our, our ears are tuned. And draw us closer to you, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pastor Adam Hamilton says in his book, Final Words from Cross, the first words spoken by Jesus from the cross were a prayer for those who crucified him. In this prayer, Jesus revealed the essence of boundless forgiveness of his heart for us. As you look at his prayer, I want you to consider with me how we can experience his boundless forgiveness today. And how is his forgiveness still relevant to us today? Let me read the scripture again. To others also who were criminals, led away to be put to death with Jesus. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. How can we experience, how can we experience the boundaries of forgiveness of Christ? Here's the first step. Recognize our part in his crucifixion. Recognize our part in Christ's crucifixion. Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Here, do not know is the idea of unawareness or ignorance of the act they are performing. Probably the idea of do not know here is if you see something, without understanding. It's not so much about the knowledge, but it is more 
the idea of seeing something without perceiving. For example, there is a cross right there. We know it's a story. We know what it means. For those who do not go to church, who, who do not know Christ, even though they see cross, they do not understand what it means. So here, Jesus prays to God to forgive those who are trying to kill Jesus because they do not know what they are doing. In Leviticus, however, it says, if a person sins and does what is forbidden in any of the Lord's commands, even though he does not know it, he is guilty and will be held responsible. And you may hear this phrase, ignorance of law is no excuse, derived from the Roman law. And we still say it today in American law. And even today we say a bystander who could have helped but did not is not so innocent. Nevertheless, Jesus says, Jesus prays for those who mocked, who crucified, and who are trying to kill him. Jesus asked God to forgive them. Why? Because he loves us. Because his love is greater than our sins. Jesus' prayer invites us to consider the following questions. For whom was Jesus praying? Who was the them Jesus was asking God to forgive? It was, so, it was the Roman soldiers, the crowd, or the religious leaders? Yes. Jesus was praying for the Roman soldiers because they cruelly tortured Jesus and crucified him, even though they didn't know what they were doing. Maybe they just followed the order. And yes, Jesus praying for the crowd because they shouted, crucify him, crucify him. And yes, Jesus praying for Willis leaders because they were the one who conspired with Roman soldiers and tried to kill Jesus. And who else was Jesus was praying for? Us, you and I. Even though we were not there physically, we share the history. Because from the beginning, the sin, we all shared the sin that our ancestor Adam and Eve did. The inclination of sin, we all share. So even though we weren't there when Jesus was crucified, we were there in spirit manner. So Jesus was praying for us as well. So it means that whenever we ignore Jesus reaching out to us with his greater love, 
and we turn away from God, that means we crucify him. Whenever we ignore what's happening around the world as God's doers, for example, when we ignore the innocent people dying by shooting or war, or a child dying from hunger or from abusive treatment, or a person being discriminated or hurt against because of their race or their religious background or their sexual <coughs> orientation or whatever reasons, we do crucify Jesus. <coughs> Our sin crucifies Jesus. However, Jesus prays for us. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Secondly, how we can experience the abundance, uh, the, uh, the boundaries of forgiveness of Christ. Here's the second step. To forgive others as God has forgiven us. Last Sunday, the Sunday school lesson was the story of prodigal son. And the Sunday school uh, students, they learned about the forgiveness and how the forgiveness has been restored, the broken relationship between the father and the prodigal son. And after learning the lesson, they painted the, the little stone and they wrote a word, forgive, on each stone. And my son, Nathan, he got four stones and he painted all of them and he wrote the word, forgive, on each stone. And during the coffee hour, he came to me and he, and he wanted to, he, he proudly showed me his artwork. Mom, see what I did. So I praise him for what he has done. And then I asked him, do you know what you wrote? And he said, forgive. And I asked him, Nathan, can you forgive your little brother even when he messed up your room even when he messed up your toys. And he was like, <laughs> Mom. Church, forgiveness is one of the doctrines that Jesus teaches us throughout his ministry. His teaching was radical and still is. Jesus taught Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And Jesus taught us to pray saying, forgive us for the ways we have wronged you, just as we also forgive those who have wronged us. He also taught his disciples that if you forgive others their sins, the Heavenly Father will also forgive you. In Matthew chapter 18, Peter asked Jesus, Lord, how many times I should forgive those who sin against me? Seven times? Jesus answered, not seven times, but 77 times. It means endless. Jesus has the expectation that we will forgive others as we have been forgiven by God. 
on the cross, Pastor Adam says, Jesus not only prayed for us, but Jesus modeled for us how to forgive others. And Jesus spoke this prayer out loud to show us how to forgive. And so those at the cross and we who read about this story of a crucifixion could learn from, could learn from his example. However, practicing forgiveness is hard for us, isn't it? Like my son Nathan, don't we sometimes, or many times, find it difficult to practice forgiving someone in our life? Don't we sometimes question back to God, why I have to forgive those who hurt me and those who sin against me? But again, Jesus asked us to forgive because this is one of the ways that we can experience the boundless of forgiveness of Christ. Some of you might have watched the movie, The Check, or read it with a book. The movie deals with the story of a man named Mac who lost his beloved daughter named Missy. While camping, his youngest daughter, Missy, went missing. At first, he thought she was playing hide-and-seek game. But later, he found her dead body at the shack not that far from his camping ground. She was killed. And since the incident, Mac became a totally different person whose heart was filled with anger, resentment, and hate. And one day, he received a card. It says, come back to the shack. He wanted to meet the killer and wanted to hear why he killed my daughter. And if he could, he wanted to punish him. But he met God instead of a killer at the shack. And later he found that the card was sent by God to heal his wounded heart by forgiving. In the movie, there was a moment that God showed him how Miss is doing in the heaven and how she was killed. And at the same time, God showed him the killer story, how he was brought up, and what he has been through in his life. And God asked Mac to forgive him with his mercy. Not because of what he has done to Missy, but for God and for himself. So that he can let go his anger his resentment and his hate that hinders him from being closer to God, from God's love, so that he could rebuild and restore the broken relationship with his own family and with God also.
brothers and sisters. Forgiveness is a gift from God. God forgave us. God forgave our sin and our ignorance of his crucifixion. God forgave us not because we deserve it, but because he loves us so much. Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 8, but if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of your sin, the Spirit gives life and the Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. It means that we are not only forgiven by God, but we are, we became the children of God. Not because we deserve it, but because God's love is greater than our sin. That's why Jesus said this prayer, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. There was so much learned from his first sentence, and we have six more sentences to study together. So I hope you to come back next week and during the Lent and study together the rest of six Jesus' last words. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your words. We thank you for your prayer. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Thank you for modeling us how to forgive others. Lord, we admit that although we know what we need to do with our head, we often find it difficult to practice it in our, in our daily lives. Lord, pour out your mercy and your forgiveness grace on us so that not by our will, but by your will, we can forgive those who sin against us as you have forgiven us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.